Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Wait, you know wait, what? hold what on, hold next? on, hold on, hold on. Before that, hold I, on, I just want to say, like, I understand you want to see that. I just want to see a hentai where they <laughs> go through with the lusty Argonian maid, okay? Oh my god. <laughs> Boku no Argonian maid. <laughs> Welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, I have our Wizard of Wait What, Chinoda. Chicken. Is tasty. Um, and our Chivalry of Shota's Shotaro. I spit after I swallow. Oh, Jesus Christ. What the oh, hell are you spitting? God. Just your spit? I'll let you imagine. On that gross note, uh, it's called Schrodinger's spit. Schrodinger, Jesus! Hey, All right, here. so shut up with your Schrodinger bullshit. <laughs> so before we actually get to what we're going to be talking about tonight, uh, I do want to make a quick announcement—a very happy announcement—in the fact that this is going to end up being our 100th numbered episode of the podcast. I kind of wish we'd done something a little more special for the 100th episode, but you know. This is what you get. So, um, yeah, so this is the 100, 100th numbered episode of the podcast. It took us three and a half years to get here. Woohoo. I regret everything. No, you don't. You wouldn't be here if you, if you did. Bye. <laughs> damn, that got dark. I got dark really quick. Okay. I've, I've had a pretty damn good uh, couple of years. I, I've made the wonderful yeah. friends. I like you guys. Aww. Aww. Hey, 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 hey. No homo. Hey, oh, hey, hey. No. As 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 much as we've had to wait on you over the years. Really? Fun fact. Fun. No. Fun fact. Behind the scenes, we wait on him a lot. A lot. Listen, I got much better at it. Okay, much better. I I am not how I used to be when we first started out. You gotta give me that. We were scheduled True. to start an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> yes, okay. we were. That that wasn't completely on me. Wasn't it though? No. <laughs> okay, sure. You get whatever it whatever it takes for you to sleep at night, it's it's fine with me. Yeah, it, it's I been don't fun. Sleep um at night anymore. It's all oh. nightmares. And oh. chocolate. Speaking of getting dark <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's safe to say that you know we all have a blast doing this. Um, I do want I do want to give a quick shout out to two people. One of them isn't on the podcast anymore, but we all wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Marcus, who started this podcast in the first place. He left us about a was about a year and a half ago now, a little more no two years ago now. He left us, um, but he we wouldn't have but with this podcast wouldn't have even got started without him. So thank you to him. I would also like to give a quick shout out to one member of our uh, Discord server, Chris, who comes up with who at least in the last couple months has come up with a lot of of uh, topics that we end up discussing on the podcast. So thank you to Chris for all that you do on our Discord server. 
Thank you for having a brain because we don't. <laughs> well, his, his nickname on the Discord server is Big Brain Idea Man. He he earned it. He definitely earned yes. it. But in all seriousness, th- thank you for those out there that are listening right now. We really that, appreciate yeah. the fact that you guys have been sticking it out with us for so long. I don't know why, but A, thanks. Hey, don't question it. Don't question it. <laughs> They're still here, and we haven't run them off. Don't question it. All right, so getting to what we're actually going to be talking about tonight. Uh, we thought it would be fun to give a rundown of some source material that doesn't currently have an anime adaptation that we think might you know, be suitable for an anime adaptation down the road. So that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to go over some things that we have come up with on our own that we think might be fitting for an anime adaptation. Now, I do want to make a disclaimer up front. I think the three of us that are here are very well aware that not all of the stuff that we're going to be talking about tonight is popular enough within Japan to warrant an anime adaptation, uh, especially since some of the stuff we're going to be discussing tonight is Western media franchises. Uh, but I do want to stress this is things that we believe personally believe would make good anime adaptations, not necessarily because they'd be a good financial decision for studios to get behind. So with that in mind, we're going to do round Robin. So I'm going to go first. Oh, I should warn you guys right now. There's going to be a lot of games in this list. Mm. We're a lot. We're pretty big gamers so there's there, there are a fair amount of video that. games yeah the yeah. fair amount of video games on this list i have not <laughs> played any of the games that i'm recommending to be made anime <laughs> i'm gonna call bullshit on that <sighs> so oh that's why you don't have civilization six here <laughs> i i play civilization a lot but it would not it has no plot so that would not make a good hey, anime the plot is whatever you make it it's just like a generic, like international war plot. It'd be boring. No, the plot. The plot is. Doesn't have to be a war. There's just so see, much. See, oh, I guess so. <laughs> exactly. See, you can you... tell I'm a very violent civilization player when <laughs> war is integral to the uh, to the game in my in uh, my descriptions what, what, of it. What are you saying that that civilization can't have a plot? The plot would be that you build up a tribal civilization and then and then Gandhi comes and nukes you. That's the story. Oh, that would be funny. Oh, a meta a meta anime about like civilization jokes would be pretty funny. Okay. And there are quite a few to choose from. But anyway, I'm going to get started with a game, surprisingly, that I genuinely think would make a good anime adaptation. I do think that this actually has at least some chance of eventually getting an anime adaptation, and that is Nier Automata. Actually, any of the Nier games, for that matter, uh, I think would make great anime. Um, but Nier Automata specifically because it's very um, it, it's very artistically stylized. It's got that steampunk-ish aesthetic. It's like It's got that sort of bullet hell quality thing that I personally like. Um, and it's also got great character designs within the game. Um, as you know, two B's ass is like legendary at this point. Um, but yeah, I, I just think like, like stylistically it can make a good, it can make a good game. And I also think story wise, it can make a good game. Um, I personally think the best way, if you were going to do an anime adaptation of Nier Automata would probably be, to do like a mashup of the a the a b and c endings um 
Doesn't and it have like twenty six different endings or something? Yes, it has. It has. It has a different ending for every letter of the alphabet. That is uh, honestly pretty impressive. Yes. Well, some of them are jokes. Some of them, and actually, some of them you can actually get the ending at the very beginning of the game. You just have to do. You have to do these like minor things. It's like, like one of the endings. It's, it's sort of a joke ending. Is the, it's when you start the second playthrough when you're playing as nine S, where all you have to do is run away from the operation area, and it just it triggers the ending immediately. It's like so nine S just decided fuck this and run ran away and just like I'm gonna go, you know, explore the world. That's 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 one of the endings. <laughs> but I think the best thing to do would be have a combination of the A, B, and C ending. Or A, B, and C playthrough. Um, uh, other than that, I, I I just think that story wise, story wise, those three endings are the best to do because they're certainly the most emotionally charged endings. Um, so I think uh, for all the ones that I have listed, I've come up with uh, studios and directors. I think would be good for this. I couldn't decide when I was thinking th- through this whether it should be done by either Shaft or Ufotable. I'm leaning towards Ufotable mostly because they do really good action animation, as evidenced by the currently airing uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba, which is absolutely phenomenal, and you should watch it. Um, and for a director on this, I I went with Takeshi Koike. So for those who may not know or be familiar with his work, he was the director of Afro Samurai, Redline. Uh, he was a director of the Iron Man anime adaptation. Uh, what else? He was also a director on something else. Oh, he was a director on one of the, um, I guess, vignettes from the Animatrix, uh, the one called one titled World Record. Uh, so yeah, he's got his hands in some really good action anime. I that's, haven't watched that's... the Iron Man one, but everything else I've watched and they are quality works. I will mm. tell you. Absolutely. Um, and then I also came up with someone I think that would be good for the music and that would be Yuki Kadra. So Yuki Kadra probably most famous for, well, probably most mainstream famous for uh, the soundtrack to Sword Art Online. Um, which for all the bitching I do about Sword Art Online, I actually think it had a really great uh, soundtrack. Um, aside from that, uh, trying to think of some other really popular stuff that she did. Um, she composed the OP, the first OP to Aldo Zero. Um, I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, oh, she did all the music for Erased. Which was really really good. I, she's re- just really good at this very thematic style of music, where she can just uh, she can figure out what kind of music an anime needs, and then just write entire pieces around like an idea. So that's why I chose her. Anyway, that's why I think Nier Automata would make a good anime. A good anime. So next, Chinoda, what do you got? All right, folks. Now, not everyone might know this. Uh franchise but it is rather quality franchise and i heavily recommend checking it out if you haven't it's uh one of those where it doesn't matter uh what age you uh play it in it's just it's good now what i'm talking about dishonored uh there they are games uh okay 
so the first Dishonored is um, centered around uh, Corvo, uh, the Royal Assassin. Or if I remember right, he was uh, the Royal Bodyguard turned assassin. Yeah, that was it. Bodyguard turned assassin. You got yeah. it right. Um, I'm not going to say how it happens. It, it does happen very early on. But uh, basically, uh, shit goes down. He ends up uh, getting some uh, powers of uh, of uh, outsider, basically a uh, god. Uh, and he, he's uh, basically on a revenge story. And it is actually really intriguing because there's a lot of politics, a lot of uh, manipulation, and um, the even the playstyle of uh, the game itself was you can uh, do things uh, in a rather murderous way where you're just killing everyone and like straight up killing um, all the major enemies. But that just makes the world shittier and shittier and you see... Um, what's currently going on a plague and like uh people being uh mistreated just all the bad stuff happening even worse or you can uh knock people out and like frame the bad guys for uh and exposing them for the evils they do and make the world better and it actually shows in the game this has a lot of potential uh, to be actually shown in an anime and i would love to see that See what kind of choices uh, Corvo would make and how the world is uh, changing. It's amazing to see in the game. And I would love to see what happens uh, outside uh, in an anime setting. And not to mention, there's also a second Dishonored game, which, which is even better and just goes even harder on uh, stuff. So I would... It has enough material, it definitely has enough uh, plot, and so many different, unique, and interesting mechanics where I would love to see it become an anime. And, steampunk aesthetic. And let me tell you, oh my god, they have it right. Yeah, I... Sorry so, if I you, fangirled you... a little bit too hard there. No, 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 it, it, it's fine, it's fine. I just So are you saying you actually want an anime adaptation of the game, or you want an adaptation that takes place like within the game's universe? Honestly, I could do either or. Like, I would love to see it uh, from a perspective of uh, someone else. I, do, I would even uh, love... Hell, I would love to see the main character going through everything and just seeing it fr uh, from an anime perspective. Either way, I, I just want to see it animated. I've I've played I, I haven't played the second Dishonored game, but I played the first. It was a very fun game, and I thought that like just its art style just was very reminiscent of something that could be very easily adapted into an anime, especially if it was done by someone like Studio Trigger or someone. Someone like that. It's that very... I hate to use the term cartoonish, but they use like the heavy outlines on stuff, and it was just... The art style was just lended itself to me, to anime. It's very unique. It, it They definitely had that going for them. Yeah. All show. right. Uh, show. So I have a little game called Outlast, which um, <clears throat> is definitely has a lot of mature content. 
Um, so uh, if it does become an anime, it better be like a premiere on Netflix or some sort of web-based uh, premiere because I don't want censorship, <laughs> which it will definitely have if it ever does become an anime. So Outlast is a game. Uh, specifically, it is a first-person survival horror game. Um, where you play as a journalist going in, in the first game you go and investigate an incident that occurs in a psychiatric ward and when you get there basically the place is in chaos and all the patients are trying to kill you and you have what you do for the entire game is you um, hide from the patients and try to survive and that honestly I love those kind of uh, plot or stories where like you're stuck in a place and you have to like avoid um people trying to kill you um by like and it's like you like explore the psychiatric ward but at the same time you run from the people killing you it'd be great you know lovely the only problem is that um <clears throat> there's not a lot of good anime horror um so that could be a problem or it could be an opportunity. It could be a solution to the problem. Yes, Outlast is a solution that anime needs. Um, the thing, the only thing I'd change about the um, the setup of the story is that I mean, as a game, it kind of works when you're the only person hiding from uh, the psychiatric patients because you're playing that person. But um, I, th I think it would be interesting if it's like a group of high schoolers <laughs> go to a psychiatric ward and then they like they each get like picked off or whatever. And then it adds a bit more um, motivation because like, oh, I want my friends to survive as well as myself. So then it gets the viewers more invested in the story. Otherwise, it's just going to be like, I'm trying to survive by myself, which is really not too interesting um so basically what it sounds like what you're saying is you want something like friday the 13th just set in a mental hospital friday um friday the 13th is that freddy jason jason, jason. um freddy is nightmare on elm street you know it's not really there's not like see the thing with uh, Friday the 13th is more along the like one serial killer is coming to kill everyone this is more similar to like post-apocalyptic zombie kind of thing where there's like a bajillion people trying to kill you so okay so you're just stuck in one place though that's the big difference oh I don't know you're stuck in one place in Friday the 13th no 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 well I guess you kind of are if you're talking about the Camp Crystal Lake where it takes place I'm talking about being trapped in an insane yeah, asylum yeah yeah you're trapped in the insane asylum yeah, you're essentially being trapped in the same place, like, and it's a kind of a <laughs> confined space. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'd it, watch that. I think it would work really well as an anime because um, there's a lot of tense moments, obviously, um, and I think a proper soundtrack. Not yet. Well, I don't know. I don't remember the game soundtrack, but I think a soundtrack on a theatrical, uh, in a theatrical setting would work really well, as well as like uh, you know jump scares and everything. Would it would work uh, really great, yeah. So basically, what Mayoiga should have been Lost Village, or was it Lost? Well, Village? I think Mayoiga was supposed to be like a comedy or something. I don't know. 
It, it was, I think it was a very unintentionally funny in a lot of parts. I don't know. This is a whole conspiracy about Mayorga and what it was, what kind of genre it actually is. And this is confusing. Oh, man. Very confusing. That, it was a train wreck is what it was. Very confusing. Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch it based on what you described. I've never actually played the game out last, but based on how you described it, I would definitely watch that kind of an anime. I'm not yeah. really into jump scares, so I'm, I don't know if I would necessarily check it out, but it sounds conceptually interesting. Yeah. Maybe you could make it, uh, I mean, as, long, as well as the horror aspect of it, maybe you could add some more thriller elements to it as well. I don't know, maybe there's some kind of mystery that has to be solved along the way. I mean, there is a mystery in the actual plot, but it's not that interesting. Well, it's not interesting oh. to me. Well, so you got to make it more interesting for the anime. I guess so. All right. So the next one I want to talk about is actually a manga. It's a manga called Billionaire Girl. Now, this manga is, uh, it's be- it was done, the-, the story of it comes from Isuna Hasakura, who is the guy who wrote the Spice and Wolf light novels. Um, and the art is done by a manga named Asuka Katsura, who probably the most famous uh, or most well-known work from this manga is a manga named Blood Plus, uh, which also which has an anime adaptation, uh, which is actually not half bad. Um, but Billionaire Girl is about a girl, obviously, um, who asks a college student to come and give her tutoring. Because she doesn't actually go to school. Uh, she doesn't go to school because she is a day trader and she makes about 10,000 yen an hour. Good and she's amassed Lord. nearly And she's amassed nearly 200 billion yen worth of money in her accounts. Typical Being Japan. a day trader. And she's, she's, I mean, she's portrayed as this like insanely intelligent mathematical person. And she's able to like mathematically work out market trends and stuff. And that's how she's made so much money being a day trader, but she doesn't actually go to school because she's, I guess, embarrassed. I don't, they don't really under They don't really explain why she doesn't go to school. Um, but um, it's sort of a, it's an interesting romance that develops between them. And I just think for that reason alone, it would make an interesting romance anime. Wait, um, how old is she? She is 18. Oh, you say go to school. Wouldn't she go to college? High school. She's trying to graduate high school. Oh, okay. Um, and she hires a college student to tutor her. I see. So I'm, I'm assuming they, may, they make her 18 to avoid, you know, dirty looks. <laughs> um, but this particular manga, it's only three volumes, so 20 chapters. So this could... And it, I mean, it's completed. It was completed back in 2013. Um, and I just think that with like maybe 13 episodes, you could make a pretty good anime adaptation of this manga. Um, I really like the story. The art is pretty good too. Um, the romance between the two main characters is actually very believable. It's, it's portrayed very believably. Um, and you actually learn a lot about day trading. Is it you actually... No, no, it's not. Is it shoujo? Uh, I would classify it more as a shoujo than edgy. Interesting. Um, the the if you go look on Mal under its manga uh, listing, the the three genres it uses is seinen, romance, and drama. Oh, it's seinen. Well then, 
Yeah. But I would classify it as a sort of a slightly atypical shoujo romance. How much uh, material does it have? I told you, it's three volumes. <laughs> oh, okay. 20, 20 chapters. Do you think it would be a good movie then? Um, I, It could work as a movie. It'd have to be like maybe a two-hour long movie, I think, to get all the content in. But it could work as a movie. Or maybe it's like a, a series of like 40-minute OVAs, like two or three 40-minute long OVAs. That'd probably work too. I think that part of the reason it hasn't gotten an anime adaptation is because of how short it is chapter-wise. Um, so, I don't know. I, I personally think you could do this in 12 or 13 episodes. But it, it, It's a quick read for anyone out there that's never read it. Um, and you will learn stuff about trading in the stock market, as is par for the course with Asuna Hasakura's works. You'll learn something about economics. Anyway, I think that that this particular manga would make for a good anime romance. Um, I, the only thing I can come up with, I think that A1 Pictures might actually do this justice, but I couldn't think of a, a good director for this. Someone who's done anime romances before. Anyway, Chinoda, uh, what do you got next? All right. Now, something I'm, uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, people are familiar with at this point whether through memes or just uh spending those afternoons after school just hopping online and playing with the boys for hours on end good times good times I'm or talking. if you're an old fucker like me you go to someone's house bring your xbox and hook them together or that because split screen oh my god God. Yes, local split screen. What a fucking novel concept in today's world. <laughs> We're, of course, talking about Halo, the franchise. Now, I, I, I'm already hearing a couple of you say, but wait, what about Halo Legends? And you're right, Halo Legends does exist, but that's only a single goddamn movie, and it's not even one uh, coherent movie. It's just a bunch of... Um, it's a series of vignettes, just yeah, like the Animatrix sorry. was. Yeah, it's it's just a series of vignettes, which all of them were fantastic, don't get me wrong. But it's not an anime. It's just separate stories. What I want is a full-on story done of, uh, of Halo. Because the content and the lore is definitely there. All the way from... Um, the ancient fucks to the forerunners. <laughs> the ancient fucks. The, the um, ancient fucks. <laughs> what? I just. I. No. It just sounds like you could actually. It's. <laughs> it sounds like what you'd call like an alien species in Futurama, the ancient fucks. <laughs> That's literally what it sounds like. It sounds like fucking something from Futurama, the ancient fucks. <laughs> oh, God. You're right. Oh. I've set him off. I'm sorry. Right, okay. Calm down. Okay. okay. What I'm referring to is, of course, the the precursors um, of the Halo universe. Uh, from all the way from them uh, at the beginning to um, the ancient human... Um, 
and a forerunner uh, war to the forerunner flood war and all the way to humanity fighting the covenant and then even beyond that the amount of lore is absolutely filthy and it's there <laughs> there's so many different stories a lot of uh politics a lot of uh survival aspects a lot of great battle scenes um all those things exist and uh, just the philosophical uh, questions that the series itself uh, has asked uh, time and again, it's actually rather fantastic. And I would definitely love to see a anime the, based around that. Now, uh, there are some things that are a bit questionable uh, as to the more uh, fighting parts, uh, the action parts, I should say, uh, how well it could work, but I can see it work decently enough um, from like a outside perspective. So I would definitely uh, be in for a Halo uh, anime. How about you, Alex? What, what do you What do you think? Would it work? I mean, yeah, I think I think there's definitely enough story wise within the universe. You wouldn't even have to necessarily do an anime based on any of the games because there's there's stuff like I mean, there's a whole bunch of novels that have been written within the universe. Um, and there's also stuff that's alluded to constantly throughout the entire franchise that was ne- that's never actually been seen. Um, so that would be it would be really cool. And it, as much as I would like to see maybe an anime adaptation of just the Master Chief story, which itself would probably be good enough for an anime, um, I'd really like to see if if this does ever happen. I'd love to see an anime adaptation of the story of Reach, the story of the Fall of Reach. Because I think, as much as I love the main Master Chief storyline, just that whole that whole game, Re- Halo Reach was had, had had a great campaign story. I thought it, it's easily one of the best uh, Halo campaign stories out there, like amongst all the main titles. So I w- yeah. I would definitely love to see that. Um, I'm not I'm sure if what it kind would of a st- work as Go like ahead. a. 2324 episode uh anime Reach? Yeah. I think you could do the story of Reach in maybe 23 to 24 episodes, maybe 26. I don't know if that's like too long is a thing. I think it might be better if it was more closer to like 14 15 episodes, more compact but a lot better that way, quite possibly, cuz it definitely had a uh... lot of story, but I'm not sure if there's enough to stretch it out that much i think what you could do if you were gonna if you were going to do an anime adaptation of the story from the reach campaign i think to i i think you should make it like a 23 24 maybe even 26 episode show uh but if you did that yeah you're you're probably right shinoda you probably wouldn't need that amount of time to tell the story of you know the fall of reach as it's portrayed in the game what that would allow you to do however would be to come up with more backstory for the characters and portray that which i think if you did that it would make a lot of the stuff toward the end of the storyline way more poignant if you got actually got to see where these characters came from it would definitely help although i have somewhat of a feeling the fact that we don't necessarily know too much about them is what makes them uh somewhat fantastic we we learn about them 
on the journey, not just before or uh, during, or well, not uh, uh, obviously during. Yeah. Sorry, but I would, before. Yeah, I would hope so during. Yes, yeah. unless you weren't paying attention to what you were playing. But yeah, I, I would definitely, I would, I would definitely give it a shot. I mean, uh, of all the stuff that we have listed here, it's probably the least likely to get done. Because Halo and just the you know Xbox in general was never and has never been popular in Japan at all, which is a shame, but it's understandable. Yeah. All right, uh, show. I have another game. Um, Shocking. Huh? Shocking. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, so I have uh, Bayonetta. Which, if you haven't heard of Bayonetta, then what are you even doing with your life? But in case you don't know what it is, it is about a tall, busty woman um, fighting these monsters that are called angels. Because they're allegedly from heaven or something. And it's basically just a hack and slash shoot 'em up game where you play as a hot woman and you just do somersaults and uh backflips and then you know kind of like near automata yeah basically near automata um only hotter (laughs) only with black leather (laughs) oh yes and feathers and uh fur lots of good things um i think it would make an amazing anime because the game is already etchy so and and you know how anime loves etchy so anime would just eat this up and uh i'm sure the japanese audience would just eat it up too because uh yeah. there's a huge market Listen, for Bayonetta is literally every kink checked off in the japanese books <laughs> it's so true she's her. every archetype <laughs> pretty much you're 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 not too far off from the truth that's for sure yeah um i think Bayonetta, I do definitely agree, could make for a, a very interesting, etchy style anime. Um, it's got to be done by Madhouse. You got to get those that High School of the Dead boob physics in. Exactly. That's exactly why you, it needs to be done by Madhouse. You can't animate Bayonetta without boob physics. You really just not, can't. Just not or ass, ass jiggle. Let's let, let, let us let us not let us not completely count out the ass jiggle as well. Of course not. The the ass has to dodge bullets just as well as the breasts. <laughs> if you guys don't know, like seriously, just go YouTube her. Even like, she is stupid lewd, and it's yeah. fantastic. And also, I would like to say if you have, if you genuinely have no idea what we're talking about, just go. I don't even know what you would search for on on YouTube, but go search for the fucking boob physics in uh, High School of the Dead, because that's exactly what we're talking about. There's almost like a 95% guarantee you've seen that physics somewhere in like a GIF format uh, for a meme or something. Believe yeah. me, it's just one of those images or uh, GIFs that are just out there. Even if you're yeah. uh, even if you haven't been that into anime, you would have seen it at some point. Yeah, yeah. I do. I would definitely watch a Bayonetta anime, though. It it's a fun game. The only problem with the Bayonetta anime is that she'd slay everyone's waifus. <laughs> I mean, is that such a bad thing, though? Not really. No. 
All right. So the next one I have on my list is another game. Shocking. <laughs> God, we're doing so many games. We should have like done like two or three games max. Um, but yeah, the game franchise, again, it's not a very popular game franchise outside of the West. But I figured, you know, what the hell? I like it, and I know a lot of other people do too. Uh, that is a game franchise known as The Elder Scrolls. Um, Not that big, speed, huh? Uh, I'm pretty yeah, sure well, it's fucking huge. I well, yes, in the West it is for sure. But I'm pr- I don't think The Elder Scrolls is that well played in Japan. I don't know um, about Japan, but definitely in Europe. Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah. In in the West, for sure, yes. The Elder Scrolls is huge. Uh, just about anything by Bethesda is pretty huge in the West. Um, even though we should know better by now not to get our fucking hopes up about a launch day Bethesda title. Uh, calm down, <laughs> calm down. We're not going into that. Uh, oh, no, Todd Howard, fuck you. <laughs> uh, but no, I love the Elder Scrolls franchise. And, and speaking, as we were talking about Halo, speaking of a video game franchise with very deep lore, like this thing has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years worth of lore. Um, more, however, more than hundreds, like oh yeah, thousands. But yeah, you get my point. Like, there's so much lore, and, and a lot of it is just stuff you hear about and you never actually see. And that's what I what I was thinking when I put this down. It's like what I don't want. I don't really want an ad, an anime adaptation of an Elder Scrolls game. What I would like is an adaptation of something from the Elder Scrolls games that we've heard about but we've never actually seen. Um, and I've actually been thinking about this the last couple of weeks when we figured out we were going to do this topic. It's like, I think what I would like most of all is an anime adaptation of the life of a person that we've heard so much about in the Elder Scrolls, but never actually seen. And that is a character by the name of Tiber Septim or Talos, Ooh. who is the person who, uh, it, within the lore of the game, is the uh, per- is the person who united the continent of Tamriel into the Empire. Um, that's what I like to see, because there's so much myth and legends within the games that have cropped up around this character that I think it would make a really good anime just to see the life and times of this character ascending to the throne of emperor that's what i'd like to see um and (laughs) i the only studio i could think of off the top of my head would be studio wit to adapt this uh mostly because i think the art style of elder scrolls kind of fits with studio wit's kind of built-in art style and the director i would choose for this particular project is tetsuro araki if that name is not familiar to you he directed multiple episodes of black lagoon he was the director of both death note and guilty crown uh and at uh studio wit he's also been the director of i believe all three seasons so far of attack on titan he's uh he's got some work behind him yes um so, I mean, I, I, I know, I, I have no doubt that this kind of an anime adaptation would probably do pretty damn well in the West. I just don't know if there's enough oomph behind it within Japan to actually ever make this happen. But, yeah, I, anyway, <laughs> moving on. Wait, you know wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before that, hold I, on, I just want to say, like, I understand you want to see that. I just want to see a hentai where they go through with the lusty Argonian maid. Okay. Oh my god. Boku no Argonian maid. 
anyone who knows that franchise knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> By the way, I'd like to, I'd like to note that I've been doing a um, I've been doing a new playthrough recently of Skyrim. I actually just got finished with it a couple weeks ago, and I find I found while in this playthrough, I found an Easter egg that I had never seen before, and it was a walk when I was dungeon crawling, and it's behind a locked door. And it's literally just a pile of Argonian made the lusty Argonian made volumes and rolls of paper. No. Yes. <laughs> so thank you, Todd Howard and Bethesda, for giving me something I never wanted. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. <laughs> I didn't need to see that. I didn't want this. Moving on, Jonah. All right. Next up, finally, not a game. Mm. I don't know if there's a game of it, but... Actually, I think there is, but we're going to gloss over that. Are you serious? I actually do think there is an anime adaptation, but go ahead. Talk about it. It's a novel. This is a straight-up franchise at this point, uh, because it it was the the beginning of a lot of things. A lot of uh, authors, even to this day... Uh, took inspiration from this series just because of how wide-reaching it is. I'm talking about Dune by uh, yes. Frank Herbert. And, God, how, how do you even begin to describe Dune? The it's, spice. It's doozy. I don't, I, don't, I don't envy what you're about to do. <laughs> have, you, have you read it, Alex? I've, I haven't read every single novel, but I've read the first two. Oh, I'm on the second Which one is, right now. Uh, the uh, the first one, I think, is just called Dune. It's just Dune. The uh, second one is called this, Dune Messiah. Yeah, and then there's Children of Dune, and then I forget the rest of the titles. Uh, hold on a yeah, second. It's, uh, I've, read, I've read the first two. Uh, the first Children two of Dune, God novels. Emperor of Dune, Heretics of Dune, Chapter House Dune. And there's a lot more uh, also, but those are more prequels. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've seen, I, I've read it. I've seen the the nineteen eighty four David Lynch movie too, which is pretty damn good. There's some, there's some movie already. Well, not already. Yeah, it was made nineteen eighty four. It's a fantastic movie by David Lynch. Oh, I might have to go watch that then. I know there's a remake uh, coming up soon. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, so Dune. It's basically about uh. This noble uh son of a house uh coming uh having been forced uh into moving on moved on to this new planet which uh produces a very essential drug specifically um called the spice which is used in the entirety of uh humanity for all sorts of different things for um well, just for everything. And uh, now they're in charge of uh, producing it while trying to uh, survive um, takeovers and assassinations and all sorts of political stuff that would happen it's, in a. It, it's also kingdom. worth mentioning. It's also worth mentioning before you go further into this synopsis that spice is what makes interplanetary travel possible within this universe. Yeah. 
there's actually a reason why they don't re- rely on machinery. There was actually mm. a huge mm. uh, That's a war- spoiler. That's a spoiler. <laughs> mm. No, they say it pretty damn early on. Yeah, but it's best to find that out as on your own, trust me. Okay, fair enough. Um there is a reason why they don't use machinery is all all I will say. Uh heavily recommend reading this by the way because it is a classic for the ages for a reason. But anyways, uh, Noble Son uh forced to move to a new planet and um they basically learn to uh live on there and survive. And that's all I can say because Otherwise, there would be massive spoilers, and this is something we definitely feel that you need to read, because holy shit, it is amazing. It's, uh, I will warn you, there's a lot, like, it's heavily, it's really heavy on, uh, religious connotations and, uh, words and such, so that is there, but not in the typical way you're thinking. It's very different. Yeah, um, something else. It, the The religious acts aspect of it is probably one of its most unique things because it's not something you see a lot in science fiction. Although to to classify Dune specifically as science fiction is kind of doing it a disservice. It's more along the lines of science fantasy than science fiction. Although it borrows very, it 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 uses a lot of science fiction tropes. It, it plays on the uh, line very closely. A lot of yeah. things uh, of what they uh, discuss is actually quite feasible. Is the thing? Yeah. It's also it's also funny because people go after spice as though it's a drug, which it can be used as a drug. Um, and it's it's almost like there's something in there about drug addiction, which is kind of buoyant. They they definitely anyway. talk about it and. It, yeah, there's parallels to drug addiction in the books. Yeah, I definitely think that Dune would make a pretty good anime. It's, I don't know, I don't know how popular Dune has ever been outside of the West. Although Dune itself, the 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 movie, the David Lynch movie, was like a cult classic. So, but I don't know how well read the novel is outside of the West. I have to look that up sometime. I know it's been translated to a lot of different uh, languages. Oh yeah just out of sheer demand so it's definitely had that i do one thing i've always wondered about dune i wonder how popular it is in the middle east because a lot of the religious overtones have to do with middle eastern religions oh yeah there's a lot of uh heavy heavy uh islam stuff uh in there Mm. i saw i've always wondered about that i just i I seriously doubt uh it's very heavy because of uh how they are but it yeah. does borrow a lot from their uh terminologies and words yeah i think even in the in the course of the it's either the first or the second book there's a war going on that's being it's legitimately referred to as a jihad it it starts out on the first book straight up oh yeah okay yeah i just know that they they use that word a lot when they when they're talking about war in the book they actually say the word jihad a lot yeah Okay, uh, that's right. pretty much all I got on yeah. uh, Dune. Show, how about sure. you? Well, I have a manhua, um, hmm. uh, which is a Korean comic uh, called Killing Stalking. And uh, we've talked a lot about this previously on other podcasts, but 
if you've forgotten, uh, Killing Stalking <laughs> is about a gay male killer. No, damn it. It's a gay male... <laughs> st- <laughs> it's a gay male stalker and a straight male killer and their dysfunctional relationship. Um, and it's a psychological... Th- Emphasis on dysfunctional. Oh, like, holy dysfunctional. shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a psychological horror thriller BL uh, story. But, I mean, the main uh, genre is psychological because there's a lot of um, people going insane, of people being insane, literally. And people fucking their mothers. What? Nothing. Just move on. Oh my god, that doesn't happen. <laughs> There's no. Or incident. does it? No. Does. Or Stop. does it? Oh my god, <laughs> not <laughs> that kind of uh, story. Um, but yeah, I think. Well, first of all, I love this manhwa, so I would like to see uh, the story be portrayed in uh, any format. But I think it would work well as an anime uh, because there's a lot of. Um, tense moments that deserve a soundtrack and the two main um i guess characters uh the killer and the stalker um they have a lot of very extreme they're put in very extreme situations and i think it provides a really great opportunity for certain voice actors to make uh, an amazing portrayal of these characters because it's they they have such great roles and it would work so well if you could actually hear them talk which you can obviously in the comic um and it has there's a lot of content out for it i think it's it's on its quote unquote second season whatever that means for comics but it's gone through a lot of arcs and i feel like it could fill up like I think it's enough at least for a 12 episode for one arc and then maybe you're going to have to wait a little longer for the second season um, in an anime format. But if... So I have written down here that I want Studio Wits to animate it um, just because there's a lot of stress lines, those vertical lines on the forehead in the... uh, I think they are actually physically... Are they in the comic or am I just imagining it? Yes, they are. Okay, so they're physically in the in the comic, and um, Studio Wit is very familiar with stress lines um, from Attack on Titan, and there's just a lot of scenes in Attack on Titan when someone says something really scary, and then everybody's just looking at them crazily with all the stress lines, and they just pause on each person being stressed, and I really want those moments in Killing Stalking because there's a lot of moments <laughs> when... Um, someone threatens to kill or torture someone else and then the victim is like looking awkwardly back (laughs) at the the person who threatened him in that that awkward moment with the stress lines and I think that would be amazing to be animated by Studio Wits and um, (laughs) speaking of Attack on Titan um, just spitballing I think uh, the voice actor for Levi Hiroshi Kamiya uh, would be an interesting fit as the killer uh, combined with the voice actor for Eren, Yuki Kaji, as the stalker. <laughs> because they basically already have that relationship 
in fan fiction. So, oh God, Jesus. I can see it. Right, I legitimately can see it too. Why would you have to say that? You sad, strange little man. Although, um, it's funny because the killer in Killing Stalking has a very, um, very strange resemblance to Jean from Attack on Titan. No. <laughs> They look very similar. (laughs) So I think Studio Wit is just destined to animate this. Um, And I would love to see it. Don't worry, they'll animate it. They'll get six episodes in and say they have to cut the season in two. Honestly, I don't even mind that they did that for Attack on Titan because the new core is literally so well animated. It's fucking lit. Yes, it was worth the wait. Um, I I would watch a Killing Stalking, uh, anime mostly because I genuinely I I love reading it. Um, I do I do also agree that the studio would probably at least stylistically handle it probably the best. The only problem I see with Killing Stalking is that there are some um sexually explicit scenes, but the thing is I don't believe the sexually explicit scenes are like um essential to the plot so you could well, like the, something worth pointing out is there's also quite a lot of violence that would probably be censored well yeah but like you can get around violence um because some there's a lot of anime that are very hyper violent but there's not many that are hyper like where you actually because people fuck in killing stalking and that's not gonna happen in an anime so yes, and there's also there's also a lot of gay fucking well, yes, it is. Uh, they are both men, the two main characters. Um, so, yeah, I don't expect to see if this ever gets animated. I don't expect there to be on-screen fucking. But I, at the same time, I don't think the on-screen fucking is um, essential to the plot. Like you it's can not, certainly but I definitely to appreciate it. the fan service. I would love for them <laughs> to keep it in there. Uh, they'll if if they ever did, they'd probably just allude to it. Yeah, or, or be like one of those cutaway things off camera or something. They like, start they they like they start making out and then it just cuts away. Or like it's happening, but you can only see the ceiling or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think it would still make a good story even without those yeah scenes. Yeah, and that's something that also kind of straddles the line between like horror thriller. So I think that kind of goes in, in with what you were saying about Outlast. It would sort of fill that, that gap of where there's, you said there's not a whole lot of good horror anime. Um, I mean, Outlast is more traditionally horror. I think this is more, uh, it's more soft horror because there's no like monsters or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's more thriller than horror, honestly. So I feel like it's more practical that it it could get an anime um, because more hardcore horror is not, uh, you just don't see it animated. So I think this is more, okay. I mean, and it's all, it's along the lines, but it's more, it's, um, it's honestly, it's more of, of uh, appropriate content compared to Outlast um, for, to be animated. All right. Well, I will go ahead with my next one that I want to talk about. Actually, I'm going to skip over one. <laughs> because I want to talk about a comedy that I want to make here. So I, w- I would love to watch an anime adaptation of the novel series, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Excellent um, series, by the way. Heavily yes, recommend it is a fucking, on reading it. 
it is a fucking hysterical sci-fi comedy, um, which is two genres that are so difficult to mash together and make them good. Um, I can probably count on one hand the number of good sci-fi comedies there are out there. Um, but Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is definitely one of them. It's just so... Everything about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is absolutely insane. And the fact that... Uh, and it's got a lot of dry British humor in it, which I I genuinely love. Um, don't know if it would translate very well into Japanese, but I'd yeah, love for them to give it a shot. Um, so for those who have never read or seen the uh, movie adaptation of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, so the story is in its most basic form about a guy who witnesses essentially the destruction of Earth and then is sort of pulled out of it and then goes on this like backwoods galaxy spanning adventure trying to get the earth back by having the this thing that's portrayed as like a god make a new earth and it's i know that sounds absolutely insane because it fucking is um and it's just got these absolutely off the wall characters in it that i think just just seeing them animated would be so much fun and i think there's only one there's only one studio I can even think of that would could do this justice, and that is Studio Trigger. And it has to be directed by Imaishi. It has to be directed by Hiroyuki Imaishi. Um, it's so mind-blowingly insane, and yet so down-to-earth British humor, yes. all at the same time. Imagine, imagine, if you will, a Monty Python in space. That's exactly what Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is. And that, I, I just, I genuinely think this would make a great anime comedy. Like, a good 12 or 13 episode anime comedy. You could probably do the first the first book in, like, 13 episodes, I would think. I mean, it doesn't even have to have a coherent story. That's the beauty of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's already a completely incoherent story, so you can't make it more incoherent. I, it's just it, it it's a fun ride. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is really fun. I, I highly recommend reading it if you never have. It's it's fantastic, especially if you're a fan of of British humor like Monty Python. And I just think there's so few really good comedies that come out, and this would make a really good comedy. It, it would definitely yeah. be up there in quality. And I even yeah. if they didn't execute it necessarily all that well. I know I would enjoy it just uh, off the source material alone. I think, though, if you gave this to someone like Trigger, they could make it really good. Because Trigger understands Western audiences. Yeah, this is this is very true. They could, of everyone, they could execute it very well. And, you know, they they do space so fucking often, like... I don't know who else but them can do this. In fact, yeah, exactly, exactly. So Trigger has this unbelievable knack for starting on a fucking planet and ending up in space. Well, why don't you just cut out the middleman and just end up in space from the very beginning? Come on, Trigger. Fucking do it. (laughs) All right, Chinoda. All right, so uh, some of you might... uh know this uh, little little old franchise. It's called... Uh, oh, stop. Stop teasing everyone. <laughs> it's called Star Wars. Uh, it's uh, It's been in some uh, hot water for the last couple of years because people, people like I to get why. mad. <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> uh, 
in all seriousness, um, fuck you, Ryan Johnson. Ch- I'm sorry, what? Chill, chill. Should be more mad about Jar Jar Abrams. Anyways, um, Who says I'm not. <laughs> the Star Wars franchise, uh, more specifically, and it was actually Alex that um typed this out first. Uh, the Old Republic era. Well, he said yeah. uh, Knights of the Old Republic. But I'm I'm more towards just the old Republic era period because back then was when the Hundred Year War between the Sith and the Jedi happened, and uh, it was the time of when um, like the old Republic era just had a lot of things going on, and it uh, even towards the ending of it with the. Darth Bane uh, coming into power and the Rusan Reformation happening. There's just so many different things that happened uh, in that era. Even uh, even in canon, which not a basically nothing in canon, unfortunately, but in Legends, so much content. It could have been a whole different amount of uh, movies, shows, comics, easily. If they uh just made it, so the content that... is there. The politics. Uh, I'm sorry if I keep on saying politics, but politics really do interest me in a strange way for uh shows because sh- uh showing the multiple sides and the interplay at work is really interesting. So, all that the raw emotion of uh, everything, characters that are stupidly good written and have uh, major names, it has everything that could make anime beautiful. Different uh, scenery, different worlds, cool powers, lightsabers, they're always fucking <laughs> awesome. It's like lightsabers, duh. <laughs> um, Mandalorian Wars, just so many different things and i would just love to see that on screen are you shitting me yeah i mean the whole reason i originally put down uh knights of the old republic is i i genuinely think that those those games which i still think to this day are the best star wars games ever made um would make a really good like longer anime series like maybe a 35 or 36 episode anime series for the first game and then probably a equally long one for the second game um also because if you've ever played the knights of the old republic games you'll know that the second game ends on a cliffhanger and we never had a third so i'd love to see what happens after that if i remember right um, some of the uh uh Writers of that did release what would have happened, but it's somewhere yes, but out I, there. I still want to see it and or play it. Yeah, no, it's not the same as actually seeing or playing it, though, which is a damn shame. Because if they did that, my God, the amount of money they would be raking in. Um, but yeah, I also just like the overall story. They um, I, I would just love to see an anime based on this all the stuff that happens around Revan and Malik from those games i just and as you said there's there's a lot of stuff that's alluded to from the old republic days but nothing that's officially canon so it'd be really cool to actually get a chance to see that and also star wars at this point is a fucking worldwide 
the, a thing. So you really, it wouldn't be that difficult to market this. And here's the thing, uh, there already does exist uh, a anime-inspired show uh, that is, uh, it's not airing at the moment because season one of it is finished, but season two is coming out uh, soon. Uh, Star Wars Resistance, it actually, um, the director of the show straight uh, came out and straight up said, yeah, we... Uh, and what this was while uh, Star Wars Rebels was airing, he said, "Yeah, the next uh, series, Resistance, is actually taking on a anime-inspired art style, and it is a lot more uh, 3D, but it definitely has uh, anime-inspired antics, uh, anime-inspired art style. It's just very anime-like, and I really appreciate that. That they're like they know their fans. They know we want uh more stuff like that. So they actually played into it, and it and it's surprisingly good. It's not quite anime, but it blends it in really well. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the style of it for sure. I just wish it was about something I gave a shit about. Fair enough. Plot plots. Uh, not every plot is for everyone. The, one of the things that actually makes uh, Resistance very unique is the fact that it doesn't uh, pertain to any Force users or any of that. Which I believe, which a lot of people agree with me on this, is one of its core strengths because it actually shows the everyday people, the average uh, person, and their life. Now, obviously, the uh, main character is somewhat of someone of somewhat importance because uh, they're a spy for the resistance and the new order uh, actually makes a lot of uh, showing up as well but still it's interesting because there isn't any of the shenanigans being caused by these force users who are constantly putting the trouble uh, the galaxy in turmoil this is just about regular people uh doing things and it's very fantastic to watch because you see it from that outside perspective now of course the old yeah. republic it wouldn't have uh it really wouldn't have that much of that because like force users were even much heavier back in those days but still well, it's also i mean and again if you played the knights of the old republic it's very much shown that force users back then were much more powerful than the ones that you see by the time of the movies. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I I definitely think that the Star Wars franchise could probably very easily have an anime adaptation that would be very easy to market. Um, I think I'm pretty sure that Star Wars is relatively popular in Japan. Um, it is. Certainly popular yep. enough to probably receive an anime adaptation. Actually, the only country I've ever heard of Star Wars doing absolutely terrible in is China. Which is surprising, um, yeah. I think I think it's it's sort of a, a no brainer that this would be the easiest thing in the world to market, especially in the West. And Disney has the money maybe, for it, so it's not maybe a question not of right. Funding. Maybe not right this minute, but down the road. Yeah, because there's still a lot of negativity within the Star Wars fandom right now. <laughs> we, we do know a future series that are already confirmed uh, to be coming up. So who knows? Maybe they'll uh, eventually take a look and say, hey, maybe it's time we broached on uh, this aspect that we haven't covered yet. 
So we'll see. Yeah. I have a feeling it's more of a question of when and not if. Yeah. I I think that eventually there might be some kind of maybe crossover thing where Disney will team up with maybe an anime studio and try and do something. The, That'd be nice uh, to see. They're approaching all all forms of uh media. So Yeah, it, that's true. Like Oh god, you know what this means though? What? This means that you're going to have to subscribe to another streaming franchise in order to watch it because no, it'll we, be on we, Disney+. No, we Plus. already know about that. Disney+. Plus. Mandalorian's yeah, coming to it. I know. I'm not I, I'm I'm not saying I don't know this. I'm saying I don't like it. Ah. Well, they I don't have, like the fact that they, they got to sign up for a new streaming <laughs> service. And then someone's going to go and uh, package all those uh streaming services in and boom we'll have cable again the cycle yeah, exactly <laughs> back to square one the more things change the more they fucking stay the same and they'll be like you know what we'll have some ads on here just like how hulu does it and if you pay a oh, higher God. premium there'll be no ad. can we move on before i get totally depressed and blow my fucking brains out you want to do something, go after the people. <laughs> Show, what do you want to see adapted? Yes. I'm just going to ignore the casual death threats <laughs> to, <laughs> to these streaming services. Um, I would like uh, a little, a very, very niche webcomic, um, literally very niche though, webcomic called Winter Moon uh, get adapted to... Um, an anime. Um, you can actually read this for free on webtoons.com. We are not sponsored, uh-huh. but you can do that. <laughs> um, it's what the comic is about is it's set in a game called Winter Moon, and the the main characters are a gay male arsonist who blows people up for fun and just bullies people. And that, so basically, like, very, I'm very, I relate to him a lot. Um, what an upstanding member of the LBGT community. <laughs> uh, I know I am. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. And the other main character is a straight female gold digger who pretends to be players' girlfriends, like their online girlfriends. Um, and they, she makes them spend all their money on her and then she dumps them and then she goes on to the next person. So these great, amazing people, these, uh, two people, uh, form a guild together and they, uh, basically they ruin people's lives and they just fuck people up. And it's just, I, I just another day in world of Warcraft, (laughs) literally toxic communities, toxic online communities, very, um, very accurate to them. Um, but I really like this um, comic because I personally find the uh, the characters that I just described very interesting to watch. Um, I, it definitely tickles my sadistic uh, nature <laughs> and fulfills those needs by watching them uh, gain pleasure by toying with other people. Um, and... Just off the cuff, I think, uh, what's his name? Oh, Mamoru Miyano would be a really good voice actor for the uh, gay arsonist because he's very flamboyant and I can imagine him uh, mocking people. Um, he could just, he could just, he could just funnel Kotaro Tatsumi from, from Zombieland Saga. 
I could I see didn't it. watch it, but I'm sure it, it was an amazing it was it, <laughs> portrayal. It was, oh, it was oh, yes, it was. Hey, it's Noda. Nice, nice bird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why yeah. did I see that? Oh. Bless Mama Miyano. And I imagine um, Sari Hayami uh, as the uh, gold digger and um, particularly I chose her because of her role as Yumeko Jabami from Kakegurui so <laughs> I would like her to channel <laughs> uh, her Kakegurui for uh, this part to just um, psychologically traumatize her victims um, and I think this would be a good anime in particular because the comic itself is very it's not a four coma but it's very similar to that format in that the chapters are very short and between the chapters there's like time skips and like each chapter is just like one contained scene and then it doesn't necessarily consecutively flow into the next chapter so it's like little little tiny scenes so if you make it an anime you can use your creative license to fill in the gaps there um and make a more coherent story so that would be a really great opportunity to uh fully flesh out this wonderful universe full of amazing characters uh that need to be on the big screen <laughs> i've actually i'd never heard about this until you talked about it and it's like when you when you first started talking about it, like this kind of sounds like an isekai that you kept talking about it's like no it's not <laughs> no they're just playing a game they're, they're not it's stuck in there you see like you see them outside the game occasionally so it's like an exploration of what it's what it's like to be in a toxic community so yeah playing online games yeah yeah <laughs> pretty much that's why that's why why do you think i said an average day world of warcraft basically oh i i might i might check it out just based on what you said especially since you you know each chapter you said is short yeah it's super short it's quick read there's like a bajillion so it's probably chapters, really easy though. to catch up hmm probably really easy to catch up yeah there's like 200 ish chapters but i'm sure you could catch up in a day if you really wanted oh, yeah. to i mean if it's only if you know if it's pretty short chapters you can probably get through them in a couple minutes a piece mm-hmm. you do the cat you do the math honey yeah i'm just i'm just saying that i'm trying to get more people out there to read it but yeah it, it sounds interesting it sounds like it could be a good maybe a a, a short series or maybe each episode's like 15 minutes long and he got like two or three chapters in each one see if it was being faithful to the comic that would make sense but i, I don't personally don't want it to be faithful to the comic i'd rather it like actually be oh, get have creative license and just like you know ha you have the base plot but then like just add in whatever you want into there okay that could work too Mm -hmm. All right, so we're past the hour mark. Should we keep going? Because I know we got more stuff, or should I wrap it up? I, I want to keep going. Show? You should always right. use protection. Okay. What? You should always wrap I your willy. I don't know if he's saying he wants to stop or go on. Let let's just go on and <laughs> just, like, let him exist. All right. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Um. All right, well, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do one more. How about that? For each of us. Meet you outside. Um, How about that? I want to do two. No, we're not doing two. We're doing one. Because I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah. So am I. Thanks for reminding me. I, 
The fact that I have to remind you of that is staggering. Anyway. I will forget that I'm hungry and keep on doing stuff and come back to my hunger later. Okay, anyway. So the last the last one I want to suggest for an anime is a game. Again, while wow, we're back to the beginning. Um, that for many, many years now has been rumored to potentially be getting an anime adaptation, but never has. It's never come through. Of course, it's also been rumored that it might be getting a live-action adaptation, and that's never happened. But the game that I'm talking about, or I guess I should say the game franchise that I'm talking about, is The Legend of Zelda. Uh, This is already a Japanese franchise. We know it sells every single, pretty much every single uh, game from the franchise sells enormously well within Japan. Um, And as I said, it's a Nintendo it's a Nintendo uh, franchise, so it really wouldn't be that difficult to probably get a license to do an anime adaptation. Um, if I had to pick one game from the franchise in particular to do an anime adaptation of first, I'd probably say Ocarina of Time, since simply because it's the most well-respected worldwide, not just in Japan. Um, but to be quite honest, almost any of the games could probably be adapted into an anime of some kind. Um, but yeah, the, the Legend of Zelda is essential, is like the quintessential hero's journey. You usually start out as Link, who has little to no powers, and by the end, you're fucking OP as shit. And, I mean, it's, it's accomplished various ways throughout each game, but you always end up as this, like, badass boss by the end of the game. I think it would be fun to watch, the hero's journey from nobody to hero. Um, and I, I, again, I pick, I would personally pick Ocarina of Time, not just because it's my favorite Zelda game, but because it is the most popular worldwide. Um, and I think uh, the only, the only anime studio I could think that would probably do this justice is Studio Bones. Just because Studio Bones recently seems to be able to do no wrong in the eyes of everyone else. Um, and I think that the, the person I would personally pick to direct this would be, uh, Hiroshi Hamasaki, who, again, if you're not familiar with his work, he was the director of the first season of Steins Gate. He was the director of Orange Shut Up Show. Um, (laughs) He was was an episode director on episode three of Space Dandy, which was amazing. He was the director of Terraformers. Um, He's also the director of the fucking... It's an anime I've never been able to figure out how it's fucking pronounced. Texanalyze? I, I personally call it Tex H but I know that's not how you pronounce it. I, I've always thought it was like Teshnalize or something like that. I, I've never figured out how to fucking pronounce the name of this. Um, anyway, um, so that, that's who I would pick to direct it, uh, mostly because I think he does really great with character stuff. And I have to say, I think the only reason personally that we haven't gotten an anime adaptation of legend of zelda is well actually two reasons number one nintendo is notoriously stingy with its properties and number two is that i think there's this unspoken like fear that the second you give link a voice is the second he becomes unrelatable to players because if you think about it, as far as The Legend of Zelda has come, and as far as video games in general have come, the main character, Link, has never had a voice. I mean, yeah, he does his screams and shit, but that's it. And I think that's kind of like an unspoken fear among Zelda fans, that like the second he gets a voice, like it's never going to be good enough. 
Anyway, I don't know. if I, I genuinely don't know if The Legend of Zelda would make a great anime, but I think it's worth trying. It would make a great hentai. Good Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, listen, I've already seen plenty of that, and uh, I, I can confirm it does make for a great hentai. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Chinoda, what's the last one you're going to do? I I hate you for, you know what, the show, go ahead, because I am trying to pick, and I can't pick between these two. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I have a manga, the only Japanese property that I've done so far, um, called To Your Eternity, which is surprising that it doesn't already have an anime adaptation, because I'm pretty sure it's really well-received. It's... Oh, it's not that well received. Well, it's <laughs> oh, from what I've heard from the people who have uh, read it, they really approve of it, and I also obviously uh, really recommend it. It's a great manga. It fall. It's a very um, uh, strange plot that I'm going to attempt to describe. Um, so it follows this um, shape shifting immortal being as he travels through the world trying to understand the meaning of the world and how i say he it's a genderless being but i'm just gonna say he (laughs) because i can't do genders um (laughs) so the immortal uh how he does 20 insert year gender sort of thing oh my god yeah for, to it's my defense, here. okay, you know what? This it's complicated to say why I use he, but whatever. Okay, the immortal, uh, how he goes about this process of understanding what the world means is he uh, goes to he like accompanies one person from when he meets them to when they die, and he witnesses their life, and then once the person dies. He shapeshifts into that person and then goes to the next person. So it's a, it's a, well, the timeline is obviously very long because it's spanning multiple generations. And it's a series of basically tragedies because what you're seeing is uh, the story of someone's life and they usually die horribly. So it's a series of watching people live uh, the desperate lives and then die tragically. And then you just move on to the next person and move on to the next person. And all this time, the immortal is learning like the different human emotions and various aspects of what it means to be human and what it means to live on Earth. And it's a very big philosophical uh, themes being addressed. Like really, really <laughs> it's, it's so hard to describe what exactly the immortal is trying to understand that it's is extremely philosophical um uh manga but also you know with seeing the micro um stories of all the different people it's um there, it's really great characterization of all the different people especially since you see them for such a long time um so it's a great character study as well and it's also uh it's it's everything basically i could say also this and also that all day but um yeah it's a lot of things and i think it is honestly an amazing story that would work so well if um it got animated and 
it was uh, given the spotlight. So I highly recommend, I highly recommend reading it in general, but I definitely uh, would love it to be animated as well. Unfortunately, it is not finished, and I don't think there's really a great point for an anime to end um, if it if it was adapted. So I don't know where. Actually, you know what? It could end on any of the when any of the people die. So yeah, no, that's fine. You, you, every time a person dies, that could be a season. So that this format I, I, works I, great for anime. So. <laughs> I, I wanted I wanted to point out really quick that I just went and looked this up on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. I have to share this plot, the first sentence of the plot synopsis. Go ahead. It, comma, a mysterious immortal being, comma, is sent to Earth with no emotions nor identity. It, and it just throughout this entire plot for the throughout this entire plot synopsis, it continually refers to the main character simply as it. In the fan. Uh, translation that I'm reading it's never it see I'm saying it now the immortal is never referred to as it but I don't I don't know I guess it's just I think I think they're they're using they're not actually saying that that's the the character's name they're just using this in in lieu of a gendered pronoun it which in most people would say is very rude okay I I I it would take too long to say why I say he, but you know what? You can just think I'm. You can just say I'm. You could just say I'm transphobic. You just. But you would be wrong. <laughs> but I'm not gonna defend myself because it would take too long. No, nah, it's just I thought it was funny. I was reading through the plot synopsis, and every single time it's like it. It does this. It does that. I'm thinking, is it a fucking robot? Well, it's not human, so I guess uh, it would be referred to as it. I don't know. Whatever. I suppose. Whatever. Uh, well, based on based on how you describe this, it does actually sound like it could be a good, almost like an anthology anime where each like you could it could be multiple seasons where each season focuses on, I guess whoever this person is watching over. Yeah, I think it, that would work as a good format. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it may, and maybe you could have variable season links just depending on how how long you needed to tell the story yeah definitely because uh the it's it, it varies the length of um the people he watches it watches yeah. whatever it <laughs> <laughs> terrible <laughs> terrible people anyway yeah it sounds like it sounds interesting it sounds like something i should try and read it's i it's very very good i would highly recommend it all right chinoda <sighs> time to shine all right so had to pick between Destiny or Mistborn. And you know what? I'm going to go with Mistborn because, first and foremost, it's already finished. So it's got that going for it. And the writing is more clear than the game. Uh, So, Mistborn. Um, TLDR, because otherwise I can't say anything without spoiling it. It's it's about uh, it's about this uh, it's a novel by the way a series of novels um, it's only three or four books so it's not bad um, it's about these people that can basically ingest uh, metals and whatever specific metal they can ingest uh, they get powers out of uh, really neat powers uh, actually. 
just uh but very uh somewhat uh like not overpowered and it's just more uh sort of realistic like uh increases physical abilities uh increased physical uh senses uh pull on nearby metals just just that that type of stuff and some of them are a bit uh more than that but uh it's it's kind of basic uh, in terms of what they do and the series uh takes place around this uh chick who's basically able to uh eat a uh, more than uh two uh two or three of the of these metals uh she's if i remember right she's able to eat them all and it basically goes on from there about just uh rebellion uh the whole system uh being turned upside down just all sorts of things that are happening and a lot of these are based around uh the metals it's really cool really interesting i could definitely see uh anime being made out of it and it's already over and done with with a definitive ending which is fucking fantastic so yeah that's misborn I I very heavily recommend reading it. It is uh it it, it is typically meant for the more uh young adult uh, readers, but honestly, it it stands on its own in terms of writing. Okay then. Wasn't there an anime that came out last year about personified minerals? Land of the Lustrous. Land of the Lustrous. Yeah. Yes. People keep telling me I should watch that. I uh, I'm eventually popular. gonna check it out. I'm not in a hurry. Also, here it's CG. It has really I mean, good fan that's, art. That's I mean the, the whole the him talking about eating minerals and rocks is like oh that's, I don't know why that made me think of that but it did. Steven's universe. Steven universe. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Here, here's an important question to judge if the show is actually good. How much porn does it have? That's a good of question. What? Land of the Lustrous. Of Land of the Lustrous. Okay. I, don't, I haven't seen much porn. Oh, it might not it's be that, not good, that then. good. Yeah. Wow. You can seriously Although judge there's... how good a show is based off of how much porn there is. I'm not even joking. Okay, Shinoda. It's a Although, real yeah, fact. You say that. You you say that, but the inverse is also true. Like if there's almost no porn, it can also be just as good. Mm. And I, I will tell you one of the things that I can use to prove this point is sweetness and lightning. Ah, uh, you're thinking about it now, aren't you? Fuck you. It doesn't it doesn't fit in the genre. Okay. God damn it. It's my description though. You're right, but fuck you. All right. So there, there you have it. There's a a handful from each of us of source material that we believe deserves an anime. Uh, thank you all there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, iTunes, and SoundCloud. If you want to keep up with what we're doing and have a little more fun, you can join our Discord server, become a member of our Facebook group, follow our Twitch channel, and visit our website. If you have any questions, comments, criticisms, or concerns on this or any episode, feel free to shoot us an email. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, everybody. Good night. More anime. More anime. Give me more. Oh, God, he's hungry. Everybody run away. (laughs) 